Hello, BD. It's amazing to have you on this podcast. Speedy BD, marathon runner, as well as one of my favorite cousins. So thank you very much for joining, BD. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. You became very famous in Israel, very famous around the world as a marathon runner, but you definitely didn't start off like that. How did you get into running and maybe what has been one of the biggest highlights on your end, as well as maybe one of the, the biggest news features that has portrayed who you are? Yeah, I definitely never intended to make running my career. I did not plan on becoming a professional athlete. I was your typical mom of four, desperate to get back in shape. And I took up marathon running. I chose to run a marathon because I needed a goal to motivate me to get out the door and exercise. And it really evolved from there. Less than three years after I started running, I won the Israel National Championship. That's kind of when I really took off in Israel. I set a goal of trying to represent Israel in the Olympics. My first Olympics was unfortunately on Shabbat, so I didn't participate, but I was actually their first and only Orthodox female modestly dressed athlete on a billboard in Israel. And I'm currently training to represent Israel in the Paris 2024 Olympics, which thank God are not going to be on Shabbat. Tell us a quick story of because it sticks out in everybody's mind about running a marathon pregnant, highly pregnant. Yeah, I think that's when people first kind of started to know me. In 2017, I ran the Tel Aviv Marathon seven months pregnant. I was by myself for the entire first half of the race because I actually could not make it to the start line on time. I was stuck in Tel Aviv. I had to bike to the start line. And then when I started the race, it had already started a half hour before. And I was like, should I even do this? But I remember thinking I'm running with my baby and I trained for this and I'm going to do it. And people told me after, they're like, we were all running one direction and we saw you. And we're like, if she can do it, we can do it. It's important for me to inspire other people to just believe in themselves and set those goals and accomplish them. Along the lines of what you just mentioned of inspiring others, you know, you have an unbelievable opportunity and platform doing something unique and amazing. How have you used your platform to really inspire people Jewishly? It's such an important part of who I am and I'm so passionate about Judaism, actually, on my Instagram bio, I don't say I'm a brand ambassador of any company. I am an ambassador of God. And that's really how I feel. And I think the fact that I'm so comfortable talking about, you know, at the end of the day, every race I run, it's not me. It's just all from Hashem. He's the one who gives me my strength. And then I'm comfortable talking about how I can be in the middle of a race. And I started praying. I had a conversation with God. So many people have shared with me, you inspired me to talk to God during my runs and it makes such a difference. Or like even just being able to bridge the barrier in Israel between religious and non-religious for people to see someone who is so visibly Orthodox and identifies even within the ultra-Orthodox community. Yet on the podium, winning national championships and so easily relatable, that I think makes a big difference in Israel. And to me, the greatest gift and blessing that I get to do this. Really, really unbelievable story. And I know that we could literally sit and talk for hours, but this podcast is about heroes of war. You are an inspiration, not that you should constantly doing, but when there's a need, you literally jump up and just start doing. When the war happens, how did you react? And what did you take upon yourself in order to make a difference for Israel? So I think like everyone, I felt so helpless and so shocked by everything that was happening. And I just reflected on what we know as Jews, what we can do during times of challenge and 
tragedy and difficulty, like we have three things. We have teshuva, which is reflecting inwards and asking ourselves, how can I grow from this? How can I become better? We have tefillah prayer, which is like just turning to God and saying, we need your help. You are the one running the show. And we have tzedakah, which is charity or acts of kindness. And for me, I just needed to turn my helplessness into action. And I said, there are so many moms right now who are at home by themselves. Their husbands went off to serve in the army and they're feeling just as helpless and scared as I am, but they have no one to support them. So it started small with me sending supper or sending a care package or reaching out to the moms I knew. And I saw every day people would send me more mothers who were in this situation. You know, you have 300,000 reservists. There's a lot, a lot of women all around the country who are by themselves. And I felt like this was just something that really resonated with me as a mother and as a woman, that this is where my role is. And you see how every single individual is capable of making a difference for the Jewish people right now. And everyone's going to find what they're passionate about. And for me, this made so much sense because I know how hard it is to be on your own. And I know how important it is to support our mothers. And that's what I felt like I could do. And I'm grateful that I had a platform that I could reach out and share what I'm doing. And so many people from America and around the world wanted to contribute and be a part of it. We are a proud partner that once we saw exactly what you're doing, we launched a campaign together called Ishaq Chayal with you running it. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit about the feedback that we've been getting and the work that we've been doing together, who we're supporting, where we're going, and also what the soldiers and the mothers and the kids are sharing. I'm actually truly grateful that Thrive stepped in and made it possible because I was very overwhelmed by the amount and numbers of women. As much as I want to do and give, it was it's so helpful to have the support and the team behind me, which is Thrive. They've made it really possible to reach so many more women. And what I see is so amazing is that we're not just impacting the mothers and the kids. We're making a difference for our soldiers on the front lines because they need to have the menuchas and nefesh, the peace of mind, knowing that their wives and their kids are taken care of. And when they don't have that, they can't be as focused on their job. The soldiers can only fight when there's a strong home front. And that's what we're doing. These women know that we have their back every week in the middle of the week when it's the hardest because there are a lot of people in the community who do things for Shabbat. But we give them a hot, delicious supper and we give them a package for their kids or just a gift for them to give them a little pick me up. And it helps them so much just emotionally and physically, like it's exhausting to have to be taking care of all your family's needs every single day on your own. And the feedback has been incredible. Every single week, we're showered with messages and WhatsApp voice notes and pictures. And we're not asking them for it. They just feel so grateful because they know that we're taking care of them. And the fact that people even from around the world are thinking of them, I think is very meaningful. Is there one story that maybe sticks out in your mind of a mother? I first really realized that I needed to do something when my friend, whose husband right away left on October 7th, like a few days later, she just called me at 9 p.m. at night and she was like, can you come over? and and talk to me like I haven't had a moment to just like even process anything. And I realized she really was not in the best state and she needed someone to just be taking care of her. And then there was the mother who told me, my husband makes all the food and I've just been feeding my kids cereal and milk every day because I don't know how to cook. And there were a few mothers who told me that, actually. And there was the mo a mother who her son had broken his leg. She's on the way to the hospital and she was so grateful that we just came with a package and we were able to give her projects for our kids to keep them occupied. So I feel like, honestly, 
doing this gives me almost more than I give to them because I need to feel that connection and that the power of giving really strengthens us. It makes us feel better. And when I'm feeling so helpless and so distraught about the news that's around us, I know that I made a difference in several women's weeks. It just means so much to me. Your story is really inspiring. I know together that we are impacting on a weekly basis, like functionally over 60 families, over 200 people. And knowing also that when you are disseminating the message, could only imagine how many other thousands of people are following your lead, not just sitting by idly, but standing up and doing something for the Jewish people. So you should have the merit to continue doing unbelievable things for the Jewish people and uh, looking forward to doing a lot of things together in the future. We should all be Zofa really to be on the side of giving, to keep giving and to create that unity and love that we're feeling now and should just continue. Thank you very much, Vidi. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed, please share with others. To learn more about Israel's premier semester abroad experience for North American college students, visit thrivestudyabroad.org.